Which tight end has the most surprising ADP in January? All that and more in this episode of the Locked On Dynasty Football Podcast. You are Locked On Dynasty Football, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Here are your hosts, Marcus Mosher and Kate Madjuke. Welcome back to the Locked On Dynasty Football Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We'd like to thank you for making us your first listen of the day. This episode is brought to you by Prize Picks, the easiest and most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports. Go to prizepicks.com slash NFL and use promo, promo code LockedOnNFL for a first deposit match up to $100. I am your host, Marcus Mosher. You can follow me on Twitter at Marcus underscore Mosher. Joining me today, as always, is Kate Majuk. You can follow her on Twitter at Kate Majuk. You can check out her work behind the steel curtain, Yahoo and pro football focus on today's show. We're going to be discussing uh, the recent batch of dynasty league ADP looking at the tight end position. Okay. We're going to start with biggest surprise. Uh, what's your biggest surprise? My biggest surprise is Travis Kelsey being drafted on average as the tight end eight off of the board, you know, 34 year old Travis Kelsey, who, uh, now suddenly I've heard of him, before. you know, uh, yeah. 34 year old Taylor Swift's boyfriend. He obviously has not had a fantastic season. He had a fantastic divisional round game. Uh, you know, you'll, you'll take 75 yards and two touchdowns any day, but this has been a very disastrous season for Travis Kelsey. I don't think he's been healthy. Hasn't translated to a lot of consistency and a lot of reliability, especially in the most crucial of moments in this, in this, you know, time period here. Now I'm not saying Travis Kelsey is washed. I am saying that he's 34 years old and it doesn't seem like he can battle through injuries in the same way that he did as a spry chicken. He is not a spry chicken anymore, Marcus. And even rumors of a potential retirement aside, I do think this might be the time to get off the Travis Kelsey train and move on to greener pastures. I'm, I'm just, I'm questioning that ADP because Marcus, like if the chiefs win the super bowl, I would imagine Travis Kelsey wouldn't be coming back next year. Although we've gotten some reports that maybe he will. And he says he has no plans on retiring anytime soon. I I'm confused by this Travis Kelsey situation. I think for me, the biggest surprise is that he's that low because when I look at the tight ends that are behind him, I mean, I really like Dave Njoku. I like Jake Ferguson. I like some of the other names. I, I would trade all those guys for a shot at Travis Kelsey again next year with Patrick Mahomes. And maybe this knee injury that he had going into week one is way worse than anybody thought. And I actually thought he looked pretty good against the Bills uh, last Sunday. Maybe he's just finally. He did. Finally um, how many? Healthy. How many fantasy points did he score for your fantasy team against the Bills last week? Not a lot, but if you play prize picks, he got you quite a few. So make sure you pick out prize picks. Uh, no, I, I just think he looks healthier than he's ever done, or he he ever has up until this point of the year. I kind of like the value at tight end eight when he was tight end one and tight end two like a month ago. That was far too rich, but at tight end eight, I'm I'm kind of shocked it's that low. That's all, Kate. 
I just, I think this is one of those moments where we, you know, for those of you who missed uh, yesterday's show, go back, listen to Mailbag with Matt here. We dropped that on Wednesday, but talked about just the the kind of idea about breaking down some of these aging assets into shots at potential for the future. And I think this is probably a time where I am looking to move on from Travis Kelsey. And again, it's not that I think he's washed. It's not that I don't think he could play if he returned next year. Obviously, uh, he's going to be a, a Kansas City Chief he's, as long as they'll uh, as long as he'll have them, right? But imagine him another year older. Imagine like you're never fully healthy in the NFL season, especially sure. considering how integral a part of the offense he is. Um, you know, he, he takes some big hits. He's a big guy. He's, he's targeted across the middle of the field, which can leave you open to some big hits. And I do worry after seeing this season and seeing the way that Travis Kelsey has looked after accumulating some injuries that we might not ever see him really at a hundred percent again. And I, I think you're going to get to a point where you're either going to probably sell Travis Kelsey right around the current value that he's at, or you're not going to be able to sell him at all. Yeah. I just, I think I would, I'm, I'm willing to, to ride this one out because he's been such a good fantasy tight end for over the last couple of years. I know that doesn't matter. Um, but I, I just won't be surprised if he plays two more years and he finishes as a top four tight end in each of those two years. I think I'm willing to ride this one out, Kate. I think it's fair. I I'm eager to hear how our listeners feel about Travis Kelsey, because Again, all the signs just tell me, you know, the the tides are starting to turn. But would you rather be too late or too early? Because I think that usually too early, the deciding you, factor on. Yeah, yeah, usually too early. But I want to see how he looks in the the rest of the playoffs. Assuming the the Chiefs beat the Ravens, they go to the Super Bowl. I want to see how he looks in those games because I think at tight end eight could be a value. I, I also will just say one of the other surprises for me. We knew Sam Laporta was going to be tight end one. I'm surprised that Trey McBride is ahead of Dalton Kincaid in our tight end rankings and by a good bit. Yes. Uh, Trey McBride, tight end two. Dalton Kincaid, tight end three. There's about a seven-spot difference from where they're being drafted overall in ADP. I don't get it. I, I think I, I'd rather just have Dalton Kincaid straight up. I absolutely would have Dalton Kincaid straight up. And when Dalton Kincaid was more involved in the offense – we saw a level of efficiency. You know, a lot of Trey McBride, obviously having, you know, a part of his big breakout was the volume, um, you know, not necessarily incredible efficiency. I'll take Dalton Kincaid in that situation because obviously you can't just bank on Trey McBride having the bulk of the lion chair. Like they're going to do something to right. bolster that right. receiving core. And it's not just going to be Trey McBride. So I'm kind of with you. I, I would Harrison take Don Kincaid over McBride any day. Yeah. All day long. All right. Let's talk about the best values at the tight end position. Uh, going off that recent batch of ADP from dynasty league football. We will get to that next. This episode is brought to you by eBay Motors. Passion, drive, and patience. It's what brings home the winning trophy, and it's also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance from superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, 
eBay Motors has got you covered with over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die. You'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber and not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring it home for that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. eBay guaranteed fit only available to U.S. customers. This is your invitation to a masterclass in engineering and design. Your ticket to go from zero to 60 with the Lexus Performance Line. A feeling this dynamic is invite only. Fortunately, you're invited. Experience the exhilaration of the Lexus Performance Line and some of the best offers of the year on select models at the Invitation to Lexus sales event, now through April 1st. Experience amazing at your Lexus dealer. Welcome back to the Locked On Dynasty Football Podcast. Locked On has launched the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel on YouTube. Locked On Sports Today is here for you 24-7, covering the top sports stories of the day with the local experts of Locked On, plus our national shows covering every league. Go to Locked On Sports Today on YouTube and subscribe to the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel. All right, Kate, let's talk about the biggest values right now at the tight end position. Who do you got? I'm going to talk about Pat Fryermuth, tight end for the Pittsburgh Steelers, who, you know, again, if you missed Wednesday's show, you got to go back, listen to Mailbag with Matt, because he made the case that this is probably the time we should be investing in the Pittsburgh Steelers passing offense. Now, Pat Fryermuth, his third season was admittedly a bit of a disaster, played only 12 games due to an injury. Uh, due to a hamstring injury, it ended up on IR, uh, finished the year, just 308 total receiving yards, two touchdowns. And I mean, even last year, right? His sophomore season, the league, though he posted 732 receiving yards, which you'll take all day again, just two receiving touchdowns. But I think a lot of that obviously has to do with this lack of passing game that the Steelers have been working through, especially under Matt Canada. My hope is that with a new offensive coordinator, they're going to untap some of that talent from Pat Fryermuth because, you know, obviously you can ask questions about the maturity level of George Pickens, whether or not Deontay Johnson wants to be back with the team. I think Pat Fryermuth feels like a, a Pittsburgh Steeler through and through. And I do think that when he gets target volume, like keep in mind, um, he ranked 28th in targets per game among NFL tight ends this year, which is just an absolute sin because I think, you know, from a standpoint of skill, I think Pat Fryermuth is one of the best receiving tight ends in the National Football League. Give him more targets, give him a new scheme. I do think that there's something there to be said for the value of Pat Fryermuth, especially down at tight end 19. Like, He's got too much upside to be down there mangling at tight end 19. So I, in general, I don't disagree with what you're saying. I do. I mean, we've seen Pat Fryermuth be a good NFL tight end. Um, now my, my issue comes with what's the ceiling for him as a fantasy asset, because I don't think he has top six, top seven tight end upside. And maybe you disagree. I think he's more of the like low, low end tight end one somewhere between like, tight end eight and tight end 13. Would you agree with that? 
my leaderboard data here, but I'm pretty sure he already finished as a top six tight end as a rookie. And obviously that was with Ben Roethlisberger. That was a different era here that we're talking. This was not, this was a different time. So I'm, I'm very understanding of that. And that I like him by the way, just to be clear, I I think he's a good player. I, I just, I do wonder like how much would have to break right for him to be like a top five tight end. Like does be somebody that is giving you an advantage every week. Apologies. It was tight end eight and it was his sophomore season. Um, I, I don't, I don't disagree. Like maybe the upside is not George Kittle upside or Mark Andrews upside, but I think from an every down perspective, like Pat Fryermuth is definitely a tight end that an offense can build around, especially over the middle, which I think, utilizing the middle of the field has been a huge weakness for Pittsburgh. And I think it's going to be something they want to emphasize given the skill set of their receiving players in order to maximize their abilities after the catch, they've got to utilize that middle of the field. And I think if you're using the middle of the field, Pat Fryermuth is undoubtedly going to be a big part of that. And again, I think from a volume perspective, if you, if you build it, he will come. And I think if you target him, he will produce yards and touchdowns and fantasy points. All right. So if you had to give me like the over under on Pat Fryermuth being like a top 14 tight end, like next year and the year after, I would actually say like over, I think he's going to be better than that. I think he's going to finish as like a top 12 guy in each of those next two seasons. So that, I mean, just based off his ADP, that makes him a value. So I'm, I'm not dismissing that. I just think there's other tight ends out there that have a chance to become a much more usable asset when it comes to to dynasty and for me kate that's michael mayer um if you think back at this time last year there was a pretty healthy debate as to who was the tight end one in this class between dalton kincaid and michael mayer right like and in fact a lot of people thought michael mayer was like a top 12 top 14 player in this draft he falls to the early part of the second round the trader the raiders go up and trade for him excuse me um, and he has an up and down rookie season, right? Doesn't, I think he has one catch for two yards in the first four games of the year. He starts to play better Then they fire Josh McDaniels and now it's Aiden O'Connell. And then he gets a little bit banged up. He's still, I think he ranked like 97th percentile in receiving grade from PFF this year. He was one of the youngest tight ends in this class. He's a full two years younger than Dalton Kincaid. The quarterback situation is not great. And that's, what's different between, him and Sam Laporta and Dalton Kincaid. But at tight end 18 on a team that doesn't really have any other tight ends on this roster, we know that Michael Mayer is a good receiver. I'm just banking on the talent here. I I love the price of tight end 18. He is a buy, buy, buy right now for me. I really, really love the price there. I think you're absolutely correct there. I think what is interesting about Michael Mayer, and I think maybe this does account for maybe some of the slower start, because I think he falls so far down the ranks. I think obviously you're probably a little bit of dis- disappointed, um, you know, in terms of the draft capital, because there was this this consensus that like it it was probably him that could be the top tight end. Then he falls to tight end three, falls into the second round, like. It just wasn't as much as you would have expected. Um, I, I think people were kind of surprised by how he fell. But you look at the kind of tight end Michael Mayer is. He's a much more complete tight end than a guy like Sam Laporta or mm-hmm. Dalton Kincaid. 
I think he's much more well-rounded. He's, uh, you know, obviously got a, a big frame, but I think what separates Michael Mayer from, you know, these other tight ends is I, I like him a lot better as a blocker. And we know that the nuances of learning both blocking schemes and receiving schemes can take these tight ends longer to develop. So I'm looking at, you know, why, maybe why did Michael Mayer get off to a slower start than these other tight ends? I think because he's, you know, a, a better tight end at both of these, or at not he's a more better tight end at receiving. He's more well-rounded. And yeah. I do think that that complicates the development of these NFL tight ends, which is why we see so many late career breakouts. We'll see, uh, you know, tight ends break out on their second contract as opposed to their first. Like, it's a, a nuanced position. And I do think that Michael Mayer, because of his, value in the blocking game, I think has to deal with those nuances a bit more than a Dalton Kincaid or a Sam Laporta. Sure. And I'm not calling them I, I, unable. No, no, I get it. I get it. they're different tight ends. Um, A quarterback situation almost couldn't have been worse for Michael Mayer, right? Like you have Jimmy Garoppolo, who's banged up to start the year. He's got a foot injury. Then he has a back injury. Then they go to Aiden O'Connell. He gets sacked like 11 times in a game. Then they go back to Jimmy Garoppolo. And then they go to Brian Hoyer in a game against the Bears. And then they fire the whole staff, and it's Aiden O'Connell, a fourth-round pick. I I just get the feeling that the, the Raiders are going to go out and get a veteran quarterback this offseason. I wouldn't be surprised if they pay up for Kirk Cousins, if they even – they go out and get Russell Wilson, who's eventually going to get cut by the Broncos. I just think that the quarterback situation is going to go from like 30th in the NFL to 18th. And that might not seem like a huge jump, but it's probably going to be big enough to make Michael Mayer a more efficient and a more impactful tight end. Plus, if you watch his games, like he was in the top three in yards after the catch per reception this year. Those are typically the tight ends that I love. I'm all in on Michael Mayer. You can get him for a song. Well, a good song right now, but you can get him for a song right now in your dynasty leagues. <laughs> uh, all right. Let's talk about mismatch prices right now at the tight end position, because there are quite a few tight ends where I look at the value and I think, Hmm, that seems a little bit off. Let's get to some of those players next. This episode is brought to you by FanDuel. The NFL regular season is over, and we're getting really close to the Super Bowl, but there's still time to get in the, on the action with FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. Right now, new customers can get $150 in bonus bets, guaranteed when you place a $5 bet. That is $150 in bonus bets, win or lose. The app is so easy to use. There's so many different ways to bet, like, Live same game parlays. You can find bets in the new explore tab, or you can make a parlay in the parlay hub. The best way to find popular parlays and so much more. Go check out some of the Super Bowl bets that are already out there right now. Go bet on the divisional or excuse me, the championship round. So many fun ways to place wagers on FanDuel. Visit FanDuel.com slash locked on and make your first bet a layup with FanDuel, the official partner of the NFL. Welcome back to the Locked On Dynasty Football Podcast. We are discussing tight end ADP thanks to our friends at Dynasty League Football. Kate, let's talk about some mismatch prices. Who do you have where you thought the value was maybe a little off? I'm going to look, and this is probably going to surprise those of you who have followed my work for some time because I'm a big fan of this tight end here. But 
the price seems a little bit rich for my taste. And I'm talking about Houston Texans tight end Dalton Schultz, who's being drafted right now as the overall tight end 14. Mm. He's 27 years old. And obviously like you look at the year he had, right? Like he comes out of the situation with the Dallas Cowboys. He kind of takes a bet on himself, which I expected him to get more money in free agency. Mm, I expected him to earn a bag and he did not Marcus. So like he comes out, he, he takes a year with the Texans and it like, generally speaking, it, it worked out, right? Like Mm -hmm. he had some slow starts obviously, but once he kind of got rolling and once this offense in general got rolling, he looked every bit the part of an NFL tight end. But he's going to hit free agency once again in 2024 after an already really disappointing season or a really disappointing free agency period just last year. Um, You know, 635 receiving yards, five touchdowns. You're going to take that all day. But I look at the other options around him, even like a Michael Mayer, like a, um, you know, a Isaiah likely, for instance, uh, a Cole Komet, some tight ends that are being drafted behind him that I think from a, a contract standpoint, from a situation standpoint, I think they look a lot more desirable. Now, obviously the Houston Texans, like I, I don't think Dalton Schultz is going to command a ton of money again in free agency. No, maybe the Texans bring him back and maybe that does, you know, keep his, his, you know, value a a little bit higher than I'd expect, but he's going to be competing with targets consistently with tank Dell with Nico Collins. I think. Even Brevin Jordan. I mean, looked really good in the playoff game against the Browns. Yes. Like it just, it feels rich. No, it feels a little rich. There are some guys behind him, including my guy, Michael Mayer, um, Isaiah likely who I just Cole commit tight end 15 that I like all just a little bit more. Uh, So I'm with you. Uh, The guy for me, Oh, this one hurts my heart. It's Kyle Pitts at tight end six. No. Uh, old, old, I know, only 23 years old, but okay, what's changed since last year? I mean, Arthur Smith is gone. Hooray. We still don't have a quarterback. We still don't have a coach. Um, I still don't know how healthy he is. He he told us that he was, was dealing with a pretty major knee injury all season long. I look at guys that are behind him. I mean, obviously, you've got the older guys in George Kittle and Travis Kelsey, but David Njoku on a better offense. Jake Ferguson, 25 years old on a better offense. Dallas Goddard. I, there's just no way I could pay, pay tight end six prices for him. And I, Kyle Pitts is one of my favorite players in the league, but there's just no way. Yeah, those of you uh, you know who maybe haven't followed the show for very long, I mean, just probably about a year ago, Kyle Pitts was Marcus's tight end one in Dynasty, mm-hmm. which he was many people's tight end ones. So that is not... Uh, that is not a knock on you here, Marcus, but thank you. Very interesting to see the tremendous fall. Now, I think Kyle Pitts, like from my perspective, I think tight end six feels about right considering the upside. Obviously, the situation's super questionable, but I also don't think Kyle Pitts's situation can get much worse than it did. Hopefully, he gets a bit healthier heading into two, uh, 2024. You know, again, the names behind him, George Kittle, Travis Kelsey, Evan Ingram. Like, yeah, I would take Kyle Pitts over all of them because I, I just think his upside, upside. Is, yeah. is too significant. So I, I 
I understand your plight with Kyle Pitts. And you know what? If, if there's a person out there that's been burned uh, by Kyle Pitts, we all have. But like, there are some fantasy managers that are hashtag taking it personally. That might be a, a time to go go trade for Kyle Pitts. Absolutely. But I. Your your standing on his value in a dynasty startup definitely can depend on how much you value that upside, and I'm I'm rolling with it in terms of his total value. All right, that is it for today's show. We want to thank you for making Locked On Dynasty your first listen every single day. Go check out the show on YouTube. We post videos every single day over there. Kate also does a great job posting some shorts. Check those out. Go download the podcast wherever you get your podcast. We are free and available on all platforms. Follow Kate on Twitter at Kate Majuk. I'm at Marcus underscore Mosher. And we will see you right back here tomorrow.